Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Carrie Donahue, filling in for Rebecca Ibarra, bringing you real-time news, fresh like radio, but on your schedule like podcasts. Here's the latest. Here's a roundup of what you need to know about Ukraine today. Bloomberg is reporting that President Biden will ban imports of Russian oil, natural gas, and coal to the U.S. The move could come as early as today. European allies, who rely much more on Russian energy, have not taken the same step. Ukrainian forces are continuing to slow down the Russian advance at key locations around the country, but Russia's military is eight times the size of Ukraine's, so experts warn the situation could change soon. Ukraine is accusing Russia of shelling a humanitarian corridor from Zaporizhia to Mariupol that was supposed to be in effect today. Ukraine's military said on Facebook that Russian forces actually seem to be targeting the zone meant for fleeing civilians. Ukrainians are struggling to persuade their relatives in Russia not to fall for Putin's propaganda. One woman told Insider her Ukrainian uncle threatened to join the invasion. Another Ukrainian woman says she cut ties with her Russian father after he said the war was, quote, a lie. The number of people fleeing Ukraine now exceeds 2 million, according to the UN. The stunning exodus is already affecting the rest of Europe and is quickly becoming a humanitarian crisis. Shell has become one of the first major oil companies to cut its business ties with Russia. The company made the announcement today, adding an apology for continuing to buy Russian oil exports last week after it promised to stop. Two Harvard students have launched a website to connect Ukrainian refugees with people willing to host them. One of the students tells Insider the site UkraineTakeShelter.com is like a stripped-down version of Airbnb that's directly for refugees. A new study says that even having mild COVID can damage your brain. The study, led by University of Oxford researchers and published this week in Nature, is unique because it's the first one based on actual brain scans taken before and after participants contracted COVID, and because most of the people in the study had a mild case of COVID. Researchers saw the brain area most affected was related to smell, but overall there was a striking loss of gray matter and a higher rate of abnormalities in brain tissue. They say it is too soon to tell if the damage can be reversed. Disney's CEO says the company has no plans to speak out against Florida's controversial Don't Say Gay bill. It would ban conversations around LGBTQ topics in classrooms. In an email to his staff, Bob Chapik said while he and the company support LGBTQ people, quote, corporate statements do very little to change outcomes or minds, and therefore Disney is sitting this one out. Oh, and it's likely worth noting here that according to the Orlando Sentinel, Disney has given money to every signer and co-signer of the bill. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. Coming up, we talk about Space Force and why you should actually take it seriously. Apple is holding a live stream event at 1 p.m. Eastern today. Based on the rumors and reports out there, expect a new iPhone SE with 5G support. The iPhone SE is Apple's smallest and most affordable iPhone. We might also see an updated iPad Air and possibly some new Mac computers running on a new Apple-made M2 chip, including a redesigned MacBook Air. The White House's covidtest.gov website is taking orders again for more free at-home COVID tests. Even if you got some when the site first launched in January, President Biden announced the expansion. 
So we're prepared no matter what COVID-19 brings. Each household can order up to eight tests. Guy Rafit, the first Capitol rioter to stand trial, is using an unusual defense. If Trump can do it, why can't everyone else? During closing arguments, Rafit's lawyer said President Trump made outrageous statements before the insurrection, like that now infamous quote, fight like hell. The defense said the president wasn't put on trial, so Rafit's hyperbole about what he did on January 6th shouldn't be taken literally either. Jury deliberations start today. Mortgage company Better.com will lay off 4,000 employees, about half its total staff this week. That's according to TechCrunch. Back in December, the company's CEO infamously fired 900 workers on a single Zoom call. The company grew massively during the pandemic. It was valued at $6 billion at its height. But as interest rates rise, Better.com faces new headwinds. Dua Lipa has been hit with a second copyright suit in four days for her hit song, Levitating. Songwriters L. Russell Brown and Sandy Lindsner say Dua Lipa ripped off the rhythm of a disco hit they own the rights to called Wiggle and Giggle All Night. Decide for yourself. Dua Lipa has acknowledged she finds inspiration in old disco hits. The suit comes days after a Florida reggae band accused the singer of lifting one of its melodies on Levitating as well. Oof. My co-host Rebecca is off today, but she left us this interview so we wouldn't forget her. Isn't that sweet? When former President Trump first created Space Force, a new branch of the military. It is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. We must have American dominance. It was kind of a big joke. But there's no threat in space. Who are we fighting? Space Force sounds like the knockoff action figures you got from your grandma on your birthday. This guy's not even done with his wars on Earth and he wants to start fighting in space? So much so that it became the subject of a Netflix comedy show created by Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. We are training for the worst case scenario, but the best case scenario is colonizing the galaxy. Imagine, years from now, you could be on some distant star harvesting corn. But Insider's Adam Wren says, don't keep laughing. Space Force is a full-blown arm of the military, and it has some serious work to do. Space Force is really sort of intimately involved uh, with our daily life in a way few people realize. Our world exists on GPS, and that GPS is created by this constellation of satellites. And so everything that we do on a daily basis, from banking to checking our iPhone, looking at Google Maps, is, is powered by that GPS. And essentially, it exists to protect our satellites that we have from powers like the Chinese and the Russians. And those satellites are vulnerable. Mm, and if something were to go wrong in space, we would just lose all these massive communications? Yeah, insiders at the Pentagon are sketching out what a war would look like in space. And we wouldn't really know it happening until it happened. Uh, all of the sudden, we would just lose access to some of our most important services. Your debit card wouldn't go through and the checkout line at the grocery store, for example. And instantaneously, we could have the inability to communicate. A fighter pilot could be flying and all of a sudden lose navigation ability. So this is serious stuff. Adam, how did Space Force go from 
being this kind of farce or being made fun of to a legitimate military force. Yeah, well, despite President Trump's love of Space Force and the way that he floated the idea back in 2018, Space Force really has roots that go back more than a decade. In 2001, then-Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld wrote in a commissioned report that the U.S. was in danger of what he called at the time a Space Pearl Harbor Uh, a a surprise attack. And from that moment on, you know, in the Congress, the idea really gained bipartisan steam. I want to talk about space junk. How worried should we be about space junk? If you'll recall last year in the early summer, there was a moment where a decommissioned Chinese satellite uh, was going to be plummeting to Earth. And there was some real genuine fear about where it might land. And, you know, space debris is a big part of what Space Force does. They will be the people who uh, protect us or alert us um, as space debris becomes a a problem. Will the militarization of space lead to bad things? Because, again, Space Force is an arm of the military. If you think about it, you know, dating back to the original space race between Russia and the United States, you know, space has always, in a way, been militarized. You know, when Sputnik was flying above the United States in orbit, regular American citizens had fear at the moment. They were afraid that perhaps the Russians were spying on us or that Sputnik could drop some kind of a missile. And so before Space Force launched in the United States, Russia and China actually preceded us in developing their own versions of their own space force. So in some ways, we are sort of behind the curve when it comes to the militarization of space. Adam, thank you so much for joining us on The Refresh. It was my pleasure. Adam Wren reports on politics and policy at Insider. That's it for now. Check back for the latest headlines anytime through 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Dave Smith. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider. 